All right, everybody, welcome to a special edition of the Georgia Songbirds. We are here with Mr. Christopher Walsh. Yeah, along with Christopher Walsh O'Quarry. Mm-hmm. You're the your band is the stunt doubles, and we're gonna do a special EP of uh your EP safety meeting, right? Special review of it. Just out. Yep. Introduce yourself, Chris. Uh my name is Christopher Walsh O'Quarry. I am from uh, Marietta, Georgia. Um started off playing music in high school and uh, jam bands, party bands, stuff like that. I got into a band in my twenties called the Funky Fiasco. Met a lot of good people, made a lot of good connections. Um, you can imagine what a band called the Funky Fiasco may sound like, but you know, uh, Almond Brothers, Sublime, funk covers, stuff like that, and then originals that we'd put out. Um, and then you know, everyone kind of starts going their separate ways. Around twenty fifteen or sixteen, people start start families they start moving to snellville and i live in marietta so it's not that easy just to pop by and practice for a little while yeah and then in uh 2018 i had a good buddy of mine move back from out of town and start coming over and and showing me the tyler childers and uh jason isbell and those guys and you know things you could do with just you and a guitar if you mm-hmm. still like what you're writing and, and believe in what you're playing and um kind of ironic i fell in love with uh isfell's album southeastern which is a lot based on his sobriety and and recovery from some things that were troubling him and um later that year my buddy who introduced me to that music um passed away unexpectedly um so that just kind of i kept it going what what me and him started i kept it going and started writing originals and then uh, a couple years later, you got COVID coming up and, and lockdowns. And, man, you can do a lot of thinking when you can't leave the house and, and you just got an acoustic guitar. And so yeah. uh, several of these songs or at least several of these verses are, are as a result of that. So you named it Safety Meeting. What's the reference uh, to It's a little meeting? bit of an inside joke. Even going back to when I was in the, the bigger bands, when uh, the sound guy would be like, all right, we're going to do a safety meeting, and then you guys are ready to go on. Okay. Pretty much just meant step out back for a second, <laughs> basically. <laughs> But uh, it also fits the name Stunt Doubles, I thought, so kind of a, a double meaning there. I like the name Stunt Doubles, so why, I know we were talking off the air about the, <clears throat> the Stunt Double being, you know, everybody has it, but why, why did you pick Stunt Doubles? Um, also kind of an inside joke, uh, buddies and I, they're on a, a pretty much a music-based uh, thread, um, started just using stunting a lot, just kind of as the old slang, like, man, he's stunting on him, or, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. and then... Um, uh, one of those guys plays stand-up bass, Tyler Kufta, the bass player, who was also the bass player uh, in high school in the first band I was in. So come come full circle there. Um, just kicking names around and stunt doubles sounded like a really cool one. It, we uh, it was maybe right around the time that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just come out too. So mm-hmm. it was uh, Brad Pitt's part, and that's a classic classic character. I haven't seen that movie yet. Um, and so. Uh, just started sending each other back and forth you know clips of stunts and uh parts of movies where there's guys doing stunts and it stuck it stuck and you're just joking around you know no no gig too dangerous you know when uh when when the really big bands uh won't do something we're willing to do it so, you know what i mean it's kind of a it's a joke that turned into a pretty cool name, I think. I like the name. I mean, I, when I was growing up, I wanted to be stuntman. That was one of the jobs that, you know, you go through many jobs you want yeah. to pick. That was one of them that I, that I wanted to be was a stuntman. So I asked a guy one time, what's it take to be a stuntman? He goes, well, you take an IQ test, and then you flunk it, <laughs> and you can be a stuntman. That's pretty good. So let's get into your album. Your uh, your first song on your EP is called Avalanche. What's, yeah. the, what's the story behind this song? Um, 
it was just a series of chords that I came up with pacing back and forth probably two weeks into the, probably at the end of March 2020, once, okay. once it became real that none of us were going to be leaving the house for a little while, uh, except to go fight over toilet paper at Sam's. And so, uh, yeah, that was just <clears throat> walking back and forth, playing that first couple of chords. And um, <clears throat> the lyrics started out about a relationship that ended kind of as a result of of COVID, it was already a little bit long distance. Uh, lived about an hour apart, and just decided if we weren't going to move in together, then we would just, you know, lockdown was coming. And when you know, when we first hear lockdown, you're picturing like tanks at every light, you know, mm-hmm. telling, looking at your papers, or telling you to turn around, or something. Right. So never knew how serious it was going to get. But um, and then by the end of it, just by the end of writing it, I was like, I don't want to end this on a bad note, and so it just sort of turns into that's life, and and everything's going to work out. All right, well, let's take a listen to it.
I show up at 3 a.m. She's still up watching vacation. I see her pretty face. It takes me away to a better place. And I know that everything, know that everything, know that everything, everything's gonna be. I know that everything, know that everything, know that everything, everything's gonna be. I know that everything, know that everything, know that everything, everything's gonna be. I know that everything, know that everything. Good, yeah. Make sure you're recording all three of them. Yep. Like I was telling you, it's I like that. It's, it's very simple, you know, because you can take that your band. I've heard I've heard you a couple of you play at Mad Life. Yep. Just sit on the stage. Like me, I have musical Tourette. I want like French horns and yeah. But you can't do that on stage. We could, but I don't have the money to get a nine piece band. Yeah, there's there's something to be said about um, uh, six or seven people on stage picking up each other's slack and everything, but. When it's singer-songwriter stuff, I mean, what's more important, I guess, than the words that you started out with to write the song? And then, uh, like you said, we're I've played gigs where it's me and the stand-up bass player, um, Tyler Kufta, like I said, old friend from high school that still played music together. Uh, Reed Hardy is the lap steel. And on that song, you probably heard me in the background doing some electric guitar swells, but he fits right in doing that with a little volume pedal and the lap steel playing live, so kind of yeah. doesn't miss a beat. You don't, you're not missing it. Your ears aren't missing it when you hear it live. Um, and then that was Tony Arise on, uh, congas. He, when you're that good at an instrument like congas, you're in nine or 10 bands. So I was fortunate enough to get him whenever he can, he can play. Um, yeah, other than that, that was me on vocals and acoustic guitar, uh, recorded by Paul Warner at Shadow Walk Studios in Dallas, Georgia. Wanted okay. to make sure I got everybody's name in there and yep. everyone did a great job. Anybody that, that we had shout outs to anybody that, that part. That's yeah. part of it. That's uh, I tell people I have no problem with you name dropping anybody because it's part of the it's part of it. You can't do this by yourself. You right. gotta have help. And I think that people lose track of that. And like we was talking about off air too, that like with the band stuff, it's so hard to get when you're trying to do a band to get the band stuff together. Yeah. So uh, as think, soon as you as soon as you think you've got a band together, somebody moves an hour away, or yeah. you know, you get twins all of a sudden <laughs> on the way, and you're yep. like, well, wait. <laughs> but. Um, as far as name dropping, man, I I, I met Reed at. Uh, Want to name drop anybody who who's uh, let us do something at an open mic night, or um, that takes a lot for them to put together and do every Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Greg Shaddix at Mad Life, he does so much more than just host the open mic night, but I start there at least. Um, I met Reed at one of Jason Von Stein's uh, open mics at Schoolhouse Brewery, I think. I don't think they're doing remember, that anymore. Yeah, but... and that's Marietta, right? Yep, right there. That's, that's my neck of the woods, man. That's uh, near the square where I'm where I'm living. I think that's the first time we met was uh, was there. Probably. The first time we saw each other and met. Um, it took me a minute to put your name with your face, you know. Usually you look for my cowboy hat. It's over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then um, Chip Jones, who does the Suburban Tap, uh, open mic night singer songwriter open mic night I'm doing that on the 14th uh, coming up this month actually and then I'm back at Mad Life on the 21st doing that one again okay see if I can get the whole band out for that nice um, so yeah I love doing those and, and just this is meeting people at those is how I ended up with some bandmates and ended up sitting here with you So that's right your next song you got on here Chris is called Drive so yeah. tell me tell me a story behind that one I mean, that is some older lyrics that I think I was trying to work on when I was with the funky fiasco. 
and it was just so much of a kind of a, a swinger, like a. It just sounded so much better played in the style that it is here than what we could ever come up with. That I, it was kind of on the back burner for a long time, and then uh, I showed it to the guys in the band, and and they were like, "That's the one, man. Where, where you been hiding that?" It's kind of unconventional. There's not really a chorus or anything. It's just three three verses that I came up with about ten years ago, and uh, some goofing around in between. I got got Tony playing a. Uh, banging on an old oil can at one point you'll, you'll toward the end there you'll you'll hear a lot of a lot going on toward the end but it's it's a fun one all right let's listen to it It's it's meant to sound like a mess at the end, man. That's by design. So, and as you and we talking, that was you. That's you picking on it. Yeah, that's me playing guitar. Um, we thought about doing a few different things there for for kind of the leads or for the the filler, and uh, just to kind of be a placeholder. I went up into his uh, studio and and did those. I think those are both probably first takes. I was so loose because I was like, we're not using these. I'm just messing around, you know. Right. We, we wouldn't normally be trying to bend strings on an acoustic like you would an electric and i, I figured do. why not yeah, <laughs> there you go <laughs> I, I love but yeah i think i think they sound personally i mean i love i love electric and love solos anyway i think the the solos on on the bends on the acoustic sounds so much better than the electric because it's natural there's there's not a lot of it catches your ear yeah it's, yeah it's, it's what comes out of the guitar it's all that's happening <laughs> i love those 
I've got a song that's got a got a solo. Uh, it's got two solos in it. The first solo is an acoustic solo, and then the second is the electric solo. So I did it to build like the the stuff. We up. were probably thinking about doing something like that, or maybe having um, Tyler, the bass player, is a great picker too. Having him come in and really wail on the second one or something, but it just ended up those ended up fitting so well. Once mm-hmm. I mean, I go home and listen to it fifty times after I leave the studio. So by you know. Halfway through that, you're like, all right, these are pretty good, actually. They, I, I, fit, they, fit the, they fit the swing of the song. I like your style as it is. I mean, because it's, it's very natural. It's very, like, if I could go hear you live, which I have, and it sounds the same as it did on the record. Yeah. It's, and, it's uh, it all started out with a campfire vibe, and I don't think we've lost that. No matter how many instruments we add to it or anything, right. it all is kind of centric around the, the acoustic strumming. So. I got to get the spoons and the jug, and you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the next song you got on here, Chris, is called Lady in Red. Lady in Red. Um, this is a song about a 115, 120-year-old house in Marietta that when I was growing up was called The Country Cupboard, and my grandparents loved it. Um, they were from Rhode Island, but they just they felt right at home in The Country Cupboard. And there were pictures of me in there when I was two, three years old being held by the hostesses and the, the cook coming out and taking pictures with everybody. They were, they were friends for a long time. And that's where we had our, I come from a big Irish family. So there were seven to 10 people at every, and that was half of them, you know, half the time. So, um, we got our own room and we'd go there. Papa got the uh, VIP treatment and, um, you know, he could roll the Cadillac home afterwards cause it was <laughs> nice and close to home too. So um, grew up there, and then when I went to college, uh, those people sold it. It had to be around 2000. Um, they sold it, and it became Nick's Back Porch or Nick's Place or the Back Porch. I'm not sure what the evolution of the name was, but just a dive bar, music seven nights a week, Greek food till 2 in the morning. Really good Greek food, too. I, I didn't, I'm not sure. The secret ingredient might have been the the cook dropping his cig ashes in there or something like <laughs> making it for. I don't know what it was, man, but it was good. It was it was good at five p.m. and it was good at one thirty a.m. It was good whenever you got it. So. Is is that the one over there by the um, Cobb MC? It's about a mile west of the Marietta Square. It's right okay. right off the square. Okay. Um, and I happen to live right behind it now too, so I could also uh, either walk home and come back and get the guitar in the morning or whatever I needed to do to make sure there wasn't any trouble. Um, so, I mean, growing up there, you know, telling people you actually grew up at that bar, like I've been to that bar. That's a rough place to grow up. Well, you know, it was, it was country fried steak for a little while (laughs) before it was Greek food and, and mornings ending at three in the morning. And I mean, it was by the end, it was plywood floors and, you know, maybe one of the toilets worked and there were no doors on the stalls, Mm -hmm. uh, get to be friends with all the bartenders enough to where you go do other things, you know, hang out and then, you know tuck them in on the couch when they're when you're leaving and, and they're closing and you're flipping the lights off um so the funky fiasco played there a whole bunch open mic nights we we played for two years we hosted the monday night open mic night funk open mic night um and it worked out perfectly because at that age we were the kind of guys that had people that would come out and get crazy on a monday night till you know two three in the morning so um yeah this is just about it's it's pretty much me running down a list of things that I saw or miss or uh, cherish about that place uh, as just sort of a it, it was it was church for a lot of people and put it that way. <laughs> Let's take a listen to it.
walls of this bar there's a book to be read what you don't know you don't know what it said you ain't saying shit if your grammar ain't right we should all be locked up this is pretty much dog fighting two in the morning no stall doors when you pee friend's wife is calling this shit's not on me blonde at the bar needs a break from the scene the cat's in the bag friends are shaking the tree bars like this ask for your card and your soul serve food till close then the cook drives you home bartenders sleep on the couch once they're paid you might have to go get your car the next day i can't decide if i'm driving or riding but i want to go cast not a stone your stones throw away to go And I, I love the horn sections on those things because I, I could tell you, if I have musical Tourette, I'll put anything in there. I love hearing steel drums or yeah. a xylophone, whatever I think of. <laughs> That's um, Andrew Pilson, who's a classically trained trumpet player. And uh, he'd, he'd be rolling his eyes at me right now for saying that, but he's been in all kinds of orchestra and church, yeah, all that kind of stuff playing. And we've been friends since elementary school, growing up around Marietta, around the Marietta Square, uh, you know, able to ride your bikes over to each other's houses or see each other at, at church and uh 
cut up a little bit at church and, and still kind of do it to this day whenever we get together. But um, yeah, his part, I guess, maybe started out as a solo. And then Paul um, at Shadow Walk, who has also uh, liked the song enough t- and wanted to hear drums on it, that that is him on drums, sort of an impromptu. Uh, he volunteered, you know, I wasn't going to yeah. say no to that. And it sounds great. Um, uh, he decided to add it there again at the end and it just kind of makes it into not a, not a solo, but more of like a, a hook, more of sort of part of the song structure. And I just, at the end, the whole point of that song, um, was just to sort of create the mental picture of, you know, like the last episode of cheers where they're just finally turning the sign around and it says closed and yeah. somebody walks in and he turns around and goes, sorry, man, we're, we're not open anymore. You know, and that, that sad, that melancholy in the, uh, uh, in the trumpet part, you can hear that's what that's meant to what that's meant to sort of create in your head when you hear it. Cheers was a good show, by the way. If you guys don't know what that is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's in color, just barely. You know, if you go back and watch it, it's it's not black and white or silent or anything, but it's right after all that. <laughs> we had the night of Cheers and Night Court, and that was like the family sitting there and watching stuff. Then the Married with Children and all that other stuff. Ah, mm. oh, the eighties was fun times. All right, so the last song on your EP, I've actually heard you put it in the countdown. Put it but, in the countdown. Uh, tell um, the story behind it. Played it also. Uh, it's in Greg Shattuck's Mad Life. The uh, Searching for Metaphors is, I think, what he's calling it now. And it's a mm-hmm. um, it's an acoustic one-off that he does in his office. And it's it's some really cool songs. I, uh, um, I've never met him, but I'll give a name drop here. Cannon Tyler was a, a great... Uh, he was the first time I heard Greg searching for metaphors acoustic session, um, playing back to Dawson. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And then I, the first time I heard you, I just found you on Spotify. He happened to be the person that was on the show too. So I heard the rest of the album was really good. Um, anyway, the, uh, so that's another place that you can find it. And the story behind this one is, uh, this one probably means the most to me. Uh, it is sort of a tribute to my mom um you hear a little more in the second verse than you do in the in the first but it's uh i've always taken things whether graduating college or starting a career buying a house any of that stuff i've always been uh three four or five years behind what the expected you know what the you're supposed to do this when you're early 20s mm-hmm. mid 20 you know whatever i've always uh taken a little longer than the, the average person to do things um, taking the hard way, I guess you'd say a lot of, a lot of trial and error, a lot of me trying to do it on myself with, with varying results, yeah. leave them alone. That's kind of the meaning of that is I'll get the hang of it here in a minute. And, um, so yeah, I mean the, the overall message of that is, is, uh, you know, thanks mom for letting me just learn and do it at my own speed. Kind of, uh, I think you can hear that in, in most of the lyrics. Some of it's, um, a little self celebratory, like. I did it or I'll be fine. Things are going to be okay. But, uh, it's, it's mostly, um, thanks. Thanking her for her patience. Well, let's listen to it. Long, long time and far away 
seems like April, maybe May. Shoes were shined up a certain way. Hair as smooth as ice. No one including him knows where he's headed. Just that he's on the way. Down the road he decides to stay. Strings and drinking things away. Had a scream and dream to play. Our heroes feeling nice. Whiskey blistered fingers. Hung guitars and tabs at bars. It's time to pay. It's time to play Breathe and moan, deep and low Beat his tone, his trees and stone He's a moan, but believe he's gone So leave him alone Leave him Yeah, I was telling you off air that I like when you can put your song title into a song. I the, worked the band, uh, the band. The end, the end of the last two lines of the song, the last two um, phrases of the song is uh, "Ladies and gents, a stunt fiasco." So that's the current band and the band that uh, 
was my entire 20s pretty much. And then, yeah, the very end there, the only curtain call when they need stunt doubles. Um, really powerful ending there, too. And, and I wanted to mention that that is uh, Paul Warner once again, Paul Warner TV, if you're looking for um, him on YouTube. or But Shadow Walk Studios, that's him throwing in a little cello at the very end there. And then uh, Evan Hart on fiddle violin he's gonna kill me that i said both i don't know which one to call it but depends on what you're playing i've asked i've asked that question is it fiddle or violin i don't get an answer from them when i ask i don't they're like ah, violin i guess for, for your music would be fiddle yeah I'd, I'd say so i'd say so it fits nice as fiddle um that's a, a buddy of mine uh over at my house last night watching the game and letting our dogs play it just uh he was also on funky fiasco records where he could fit in on on some of those songs it's Fiddle's pretty pretty priceless to have, and and uh, some songs that kind of flow like that. Um, and yeah, that's that was he and Paul are also good friends because Paul's a singer songwriter and has a lot of great music out, and Fiddle sounds perfect on that too. So all of us getting together just felt like a hang really while we were standing around in the studio, you know, recording that. It took him a couple a couple goes uh, all the way through the song, and and that was that. Sounds great. Yeah, and I. I... When you get a bunch of songwriters together, it's always fun. So I always tell people that come on a show, always send me somebody. So like when you leave here, send somebody my way. I'll, I'll interview them because I'll take all. I don't mind what kind of genre comes on and talks to me on the show. I mean, with the radio stations, it's a little different because I can't play some songs. Right. But for interviews or album reviews, I can play anything in the world. The Have You Heard segments we do now, I can play anything. It doesn't matter. I think I found you on a. I was looking around and considering doing it, and they've reached out. How? What do you think of that Red Clay? Is that at the local in Cartersville? Did they do like the yeah J- dual dual singer songwriter? Yeah, going it's uh, Jaron and uh, Haley. It's Jaron Reaver and Haley Fletcher. Um, they do. It's. Um, I like the trade off structure. That's cool. That Just is sitting up there in each other styles, bouncing them off each other. That's very Nashville's way too. That's how Nashville does it a yeah, lot. Yeah, three, four, five people up on stage mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah, which is what I've tried to do here, and, and I'm, I'm eventually going to bring more of that stuff back. So like a songwriter, but like with before I had where I'm at Cannon, I had him come play was uh, at Cheryl uh, Music on the Vine when she was mm. there, but she caught COVID and eventually she lost her business, so she closed it down, and so. Yeah. Now I just got to find a new place, and that's, I've been looking for that. And I want to do more of that as like a songwriting swap kind of thing where you sit down and, and talk because that's always – there's so many talented songwriters here in Georgia that that's part of wanting to be heard. That's why I do the, the Georgia series where we take on other states. Yeah. So we do like the – I, 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 I blindly signed up for that too. So can't Oh, wait. you'll have fun. You <laughs> will right, have cool. fun. It's, it's, so, it's so funny how it works because the – Every I've done it for three years in a row, and the first year was because of COVID. We I took on Tennessee because I knew a lot of Tennessee songwriters. Yeah, and Georgia won. Go dogs! I wish I could have said that last night. Halfway to Chattanooga from my house, so Uh, yeah, that's that's perfect. (laughs) And then we took on North Carolina last year, which there's a lot of writers up there, and they they actually won that one. And this year is Kentucky, and you are actually one of the the writers in there. So I want to thank you for being a part of it. And you'll have fun. You'll see. It'd be real fun. Cool. So. Before now, we're going to do something different here because normally, like the EP review, we just do the music and we hear it. But uh, before I let you go, what we'll do is tell everybody where they can find you, all the websites, stuff like that. And I'm going to let you play a song or two live. Okay. Yeah. I did bring a guitar. Um, I am Christopher Walsh O'Corey on, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, and I pretty much post stuff to those pages. But there's also a Stunt Doubles a Facebook page. There's a uh, Christopher Walsh O'Corey double backslash stunt doubles on YouTube, which these four songs are on there with with uh, 
what I can only call high school yearbook videos that I put together myself <laughs> on, on maybe from some pictures and this and that. But, uh, and uh, as of whenever this airs, it'll be on Spotify under Christopher Walsh, Corey, and Stunt Doubles. Um, I tried to sign us up just as Stunt Doubles, and they told me that was too generic or there were too many and try again. So I wasn't allowed to use the band name, but I, I tweaked it a little bit. So. I had the same thing with Yes Ma'am. I had it tweak it yeah i'm waiting for the guys to see that and think that i've i've gone off on my own and, and now they're the backup band but uh you know stunt doubles there's there's 50 results when you google it and, and uh christopher walt show Corey. there's not a whole lot of me out there so that's uh it'll be easier for people to find us in the long run so i, I get it all right well let's just, i'm gonna let, let this run i'll cut this part out so that we get it uh get you going so you want to play i think i'll do one yeah <coughs> it's going yeah oh cool gotcha this is Parting Gift. Take in each moment or go take a walk. We could have phone sex if you just want to talk. And all that should matter when living life dies I couldn't see clearly with six million eyes I couldn't see clearly with Superman's eyes And if I were leaving, where would I go? There's too many places that I shouldn't know and passion and pleasure meet rhythm and rhyme I promise I'll get there, but I won't be on time but Here's to the good times, let sleeping dogs lie It just takes a minute and a good alibi Drinks to the ceiling and feet on the floor Howling and healing till the sun hits the door Seems like a surefire disaster to be Free will and I'm not the master of thee I walked in the room half past plaster to see My ride home drinking much faster than me Now there's ashes in the sink Utensils in the ashtray Signs of a struggle you'll find if you sift She's gone like that smoke the game show is over, you didn't win shit, now here's your parting gift. Cast you out in the night sky swerving, flip on the brights and decide what you see. Last time out they were over serving, a beer drinker's beer and a bourbon or three.
Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, man, that was fun. And like I said, this will release the day of your EP. Yes. What time? We'll time it the same way. Coming up soon. Um, for actually for album reviews, that's how I do, guys. Is I don't have it. Normally, if it's if you need a certain date, that's fine. Just give me enough time to know, and I can usually have it ready for you. Uh, if not, then like I said, usually it goes into to the the list that I have that I have of people releasing. Really? Yeah. So because I do a release <clears throat> on um, I try every Friday is the countdown. That one's guaranteed. I do that every Friday. Uh, then Tuesday or Wednesday, I usually have an artist, either an interview or an EP, unless it needs to be on a certain day. So then I just fix it however they need it. I don't even think I set the date yet. I've had so much trouble going back and forth with them, trying to turn us into Christopher Walsh, Corey, and the stunt doubles. We're stunt doubles. That's it. Stunt doubles. No the. Um, in fact, that actually reminds me. I didn't open my guitar case since I used the 12 string, but I got a hat for you, man. So I don't want to get out of here without giving you a little merch. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you hear that, guys? I get gifts. I like <laughs> gifts. Bring me gifts. I had a guy from Pennsylvania come down, and he brought me all this meat and cheeses, and I was like, that was really cool. My oh, man. And chocolate, but the kids ate everything. <laughs> but I appreciate that. So thank you again, Chris, for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. This I'll is the Georgia Songbirds, and that was Christopher Walsh O'Corey. And the stunt doubles, but his band is stunt doubles, guys. And he's plays out in uh, North Georgia. Go listen to him. I've heard him live. And that's one of the reasons I do this is if you can play live, well, you need to learn to play live. Not everybody can right away, but you can. And uh, you sound the same live as you do on your on your album. So Thanks. Um, recording the album, I really learned how to sing the songs. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know them great before we recorded, but I know them now. Yep. <laughs> All right, everybody. This will be out pretty soon. This is Georgia Songbirds.